0: listening to a millennial's guide to modern life with freckles and blue a podcast produced by two friends discussing our generation's biggest issues from whatsapp to the World Wide web we want you to know that you're not alone enjoy the show enjoy the show
1: hello and welcome to episode six episode six of freckles and blue a millennials guide to modern life. <laughs> We're tearing through these. Tearing through them. Um so today we are talking about in search of freedom. 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 Brave heart. <laughs> William Wallace. Oh god. You're Scottish. You I must know. love this. I know. I love it. Yeah.
0: It, well,
1: it's- I'm not going to be, like, freedom in a kind of heart way. I'm not going to, like, cascade. Well,
0: I'm down. rather glad you're not going to rock up in, like,
1: wall paint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, next time. No, I should have done that. I should have worn a kilt. Oh, my God. You've With got no a kilt. underwear. <laughs> no, we're not talking about that kind of freedom. Um, oh, yeah, no. Um, maybe... Would you like to kick it off?
0: Um, uh, In search of freedom. So, I mean, freedom's quite a broad subject, but I think what we wanted to talk about in this episode is what does freedom mean to you? And do you, like, how do you... How do you go about feeling free in a world where everything is so monotonously controlled? Mm, Especially in London. Oh my God. In London, hugely, like, you know, everything is regimented. Mm. Like you barely have five minutes to yourself to actually achieve what you want to achieve or to sit down and like be mindful or to sort of like check in with your feelings or whatever. Like how on earth do you feel free under Mm. such strict confines? I mean, actually, this is a really good question for you because Mm. your um, background Mm -hmm. is very much in the sort of finance corporate world. Yeah. Like you must have felt suffocated at some point. I mean, is that sort of why you you left it to an extent?
1: So I feel that my entire life from like school and then having left university, I went straight into tech journalism, um, which was very much driven around. The hours of publishing yeah. so there was like no flexibility like we published at 12 and we published at one and yeah. you had your lunch in between then the majority of the time, something went wrong between those hours so like there was just like no flexibility to go and have a lunch with someone or anything like that and then in finance I just dreaded the institution of it um mm. being institutionalized and even now I kind of feel sick around rush hour not because it's like, full of people. No, but, but you're still... You're but, conditioned. Because this, like, mad rush. And, I, and it's, it's only recently that I don't get blues on Sundays. Oh, see, that's a really interesting one. So I
0: haven't been employed. So I worked in the city as well. Yeah. But from a more creative um, point of view. And uh, I haven't been employed since I was... Well, just before I turned 24, so I was 23. Mm. I'm now twenty eight. Uh, it's been many, many, many years of um, starting my own businesses, starting other businesses, working for myself, working with other people. Like, it's been a long time since I've been in that world. And even now, I still get Sunday blues. I still get that anxiety that sets in on a Sunday night. Yeah. I still get it. Yeah, I used to cry sometimes. It's been five years. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I used to cry on Sunday night. But you still you still get that feeling, even and it now.
1: Wasn't, it wasn't because I hated my work. You know, I enjoyed it and I, I enjoyed my, like appreciated and like my colleagues it was more I just felt I was in an institution I didn't feel free I felt really constrained yeah and I would try to break that those constraints by my outfits yeah so, so you rebelled in in certain ways that made you feel more yourself yeah but it wasn't even rebelling it was just trying to like be myself so yeah. you know I'm not saying I I I'm a goth, and (laughs) what went? Definitely not. But I, you know, I couldn't wear a trouser suit because I would feel like a different. I wouldn't feel me if I wore a trouser suit. So I would try and wear like my nice dresses that I like that were corporate enough to wear to work. But I very much felt like I was breaking the rules, by Like being feminine.
0: Isn't that interesting, though? So if you were to ask me, what does freedom mean for you? I would say freedom to me is feeling like I'm in control. And I, I don't know if if the words freedom and control are too opposing for other people to understand that yeah um but for me that's what it is like if I feel free control I feel life. I feel in control of my choices yeah of my decisions of the opportunities I t- I decide to take or not take of my even stupid things like my day to day life like to me, feeling free is being in control of, of what I bring into my life and and what I choose not to and like how I spend my time. And that's a huge one. Like how I spend my time, like you and I are huge Mm. on travel. And like one of the reasons I left, um, employment and working in the city to go out on my own, especially at such a young age, uh, was because I was so desperately unhappy Mm. with having to conform in all the ways that I was made to, um, that, and I, I know, like I wasn't in the finance world like you were, like, it must've been 10 times worse. Like I was in the creative world, but working in the city with financial companies and stuff like that. And, uh, it was too much for me. Like, I think maybe I'm, I'm too sensitive. I don't thrive under mm. those conditions. And so I had to get out and I started out on my own. And for me, that was all about having freedom and flexibility. Yeah. And I had those things for four years. I started a company from scratch, stuff. Bought in a business partner who was incredible and still is. She's actually running the company on her own now. Because um sort of eight months ago I stepped out because even after four years of building up a company and having all of this freedom and flexibility that I was never allowed in employment, it still wasn't enough. Yeah. And so by stepping out of my company this last Christmas, I now am completely on my own, and it is really overwhelming sometimes. But um, scary. It's super scary. Yeah. But the best thing is that that level of freedom and flexibility has increased tenfold, even from having my old company to going out my own and starting a second company. Yeah. Like I really am. I'm free. And for me, that means I'm in control of my decisions. Yeah. So if I want to go and travel around Asia for two months, I can do that. I'll just work whilst I'm away and no one else is re- relying on me in the same way. I don't have the same responsibilities and stuff. And yeah, that's freedom
1: to me. It's amazing that you're so self-aware of what, what you need and what doesn't work and what does work. I mean, when I was working in finance, I used to, I had a, I had a boyfriend that lived in France. And I'd go away every weekend. Yeah. And we, when I got back, I'd either get back on late Sunday night or really early Monday morning And I would rush from St. Pancras to the office because we had these fucking dreadful investment committee meetings at 9am on a Monday. And I am not joking, this sounds too cliche, but the room was this enormous boardroom with this huge table. And I always used to go and plonk myself in quite an important seat because it made made, me feel important. But also I didn't want to be my own stereotype and sit nervously uh, stand nervously on the corner yeah um I kind of wanted to just sort of break that image um and these meetings would last sometimes three hours My God. and we'd go around the table and say what well, a way we, to start your week what a fucking way to start your week that and would I would destroy me. I would dread them not because I didn't have anything interesting to say in them but because I just felt so overwhelmed by the Kind of context of the room, like you know, of course, there were people in that room that were so much more important than me and had better things to say, more important things to say, um, which was intimidating, but that wasn't what I was intimidated by. I was intimidated by the suits, by the setup of the room, by like the, the board up there, and like the sort of like regimentality of it. Whereas, as a point of comparison, in California, you'd never have that, you'd be in jeans and a t shirt, you'd be laughing and joking, and I would have felt much more comfortable um yeah. so it, for, for me like environment has a real effect on yeah because the content was all the same like on both sides of the pond or but they're saying equally important things yeah it's just the way they go about it yeah and it frightened me because I felt like a tiny girl in a room mm. it's um, much more regimental pretending, here pretending to be a grown-up Oh. and anyway so once those meetings were over I literally like oh thank god thank god and then six days later it would happen again and I'd oh. be like so my my year was like ballmarked by these meetings that would Weekly just like meetings as well. like terrify me yeah um and once I left and didn't have that nerve-wracking Monday morning thing to get through I just sort of got a whole weight lift off my shoulders
0: yeah
1: and I also that's suffer fantastic from claustrophobia but also I felt when I started the company I had all these sort of documents to sign and it was like you are allowed 22 days holiday and I was like I know that's quite a lot yeah. um but the idea that I was like allowed 22 free days a year to do what I wanted was yeah. terrifying it's I don't think it's
0: even the number it's even, it's anything to do with the holiday it's the fact that someone else is dictating so many um like so many different hearts of your life so many different aspects like if anybody was turn around to me now and say um blue you're only allowed 20 days holiday a year I'd be like who are you to make that decision for me and it's not even the fact like honestly who are you in sense like like I work for myself like you you have no dictatorship over me Mm. it's just the fact like How, how we live in such a weird world where um, we do conform to so many different rules and like whether, I mean, I understand if you're employed and your boss says you have to do something or you're only allowed to do this or you're only allowed to do that, you kind of have to listen to them or you will lose your job. So I totally get Mm. that. But in general, it goes, it goes further than that. It it seeps into other parts of your life. Like, you know, a boyfriend or girlfriend will say, oh, you can't do that. Or we can only do that. Your parents will say, you can't do that. You can only do this. And you know, there is so much of that, so much of this like dictatorship yeah. going around and we listen. Yeah, That's the weird thing is that we listen. And I know that in many, many situations you do have to listen. I'm not saying that you shouldn't or that you should rebel. I'm just saying it's a very
1: weird concept if you yeah. think about it laterally. Can I tell you a naughty story? Tell um, me. <laughs> As so, <for> our listeners. <laughs> so this was when I was working in finance and I had realized that um, I didn't really have any holiday days left. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm used more. And I was going through a bit of a shit time with my boyfriend at the time. And a very nice friend of mine said to me, I'm going to Italy this weekend, do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, I I would love to come. So I googled flights and they were all fucking expensive. Yeah. And the only like reasonable flight I could get was really early Friday morning, <laughs> which meant taking the Friday off work. So, which you couldn't do. Which I couldn't do. I mean, I could, could have pulled a sickie, but pride. Basically, stops me from ever doing that. <laughs> and, um, and so I decided that I was going to work from home on Friday. Oh, work from home, <laughs> inadverted commas. Okay, I get it. So, oh God. So, basically, the entirety of that week, I worked really, really late and I had prepared myself to send out emails at a certain point in the day. So, when I landed in, in Florence, I'd send out that email from my... blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so I was very, Sneaky. like, happy about it. On the Thursday night, I remember sitting with my flatmates being like, I really don't feel comfortable about this. I, like, feel very nervous something's going to go wrong. Um, and they are like, oh, just man the fuck up. and like, it's going to be fine. I get to London City Airport. I got through security. Sitting down, I, like, ordered myself some breakfast in the, like, relatively nice cafe. And um, I'm on the phone and... I'm actually on the phone to my mom and she's like I really hope you did the right thing. <laughs> and as she says that, I turn around and not just my boss, but like the managing partner of the entire company <laughs> is sitting two tables down. <laughs> Busted! And I'm like, fuck. Um anyway, I couldn't like he was gonna spot me. I have red hair. I was actually wearing a bandana. <laughs> so if I was ever ever worried about looking quite young there we have it (laughs) um so I was like right I'm gonna have to go up and say hi yeah so I went up and said hello and um he was like oh my god where are you going and I was like I'm going to Florence he was like me too oh my god you're on the same flight I shat myself literally like (laughs) you know when your voice shakes I was like oh my god Jesus And I was like, there's no way he can know my timetable. Like he's too important to know my timetable. So I ended up, um, he was actually not on the same flight as one, like 10 minutes before I was going and he's like, Oh, how long are you here for? And I was like, just the weekend. And he was like, why don't you stay the week? like why haven't you taken a week off and I was like well motherfuck you it's because I have 22 day <laughs> holiday days and you can take as many as you want and then I realized how cool it was to own, have your own company I mean yeah. obviously he's obviously he's put in all the hours of his entire life getting to the to stage but I, I just remember at that time being like I'd love to stay the week And yeah. I just had to lie about this one did you, measly day did you fess
0: up to him though
1: and he doesn't know good going you did quite well yeah um and no one knew um in the office either apart from my intern because she was my wife (laughs) you gotta have a work wife you have to have a work wife oh god I know
0: it's it's I mean that was a pretty like happy-go-lucky story I'm glad you got away with it just but isn't that amazing you you felt you took that risk because you were feeling confined probably fuck the police, that kind of thing.
1: Like, I, just, like, <laughs> <laughs> I just like did, I didn't want to not go and see my friend and Italy. like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not good behavior. Like you shouldn't do that, but <laughs> we're not condoning this. <laughs> I, but it's, no, you don't do that. Um, but I just felt so constrained and so claustrophobic and yeah. I'd done all the work. I'd worked my ass off all week and I had done the week before mm. And I got all my work done, so why couldn't I? Yeah. You know, office? I think it's really
0: important to say that some people thrive on this sort of environment. Like, there, there are, I'm not saying there are two different types of people and that's it, everyone works in their own way, but there are definitely a group of people that yes. really do thrive under these circumstances where like time is limited, like freedom is confined yeah. and, you know, there are a lot of conforms to adhere to and stuff like that. And, you know, but they really do. Like, I think the fact that they have such a narrow... Um, path to tread helps them focus Mm. and they're able to achieve an awful amount and they like the fact that their time is more regimented their life is is more you know the progression the path of progression is more straightforward like some people do thrive in that I had a
1: conversation with someone about routine and I like an element of routine like I like going to the gym every day for me the gym is like my kind of like um checkpoint yeah but this guy I was speaking to said that he had to have the same routine every day.
0: Every, 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 every day. day.
1: And he thrived off that routine. Isn't that
0: interesting? Because that would drive me utterly insane. And yet for whoever
1: this guy is, you know, that's, that's what he craved. Yeah. And if he goes like, if he doesn't have that routine, he kind of panics. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was fascinating. That's really interesting.
0: Yeah. I Everyone's so different. So different. I mean, okay. One thing that I really wanted to get onto is freedom in relationships, all relationships, mm-hmm. but especially romantic relationships. So, what are your ten- two cents on that?
1: Oh God, this one. I mean, I've been in some weird relationships. Yeah. And I've often been in controlling relationships, mm-hmm. and I end up being—I have ended up being controlled by two in two relationships. Yeah. And you don't really I, I realized it in retrospect. I think you do, though. I give a lot. Thing. Like, and then, you know, I'm a people pleaser. So I'm so keen to please that person that you lose a little bit of yourself. Yeah. Um, But also they were the wrong people for me. Yeah. So that wouldn't happen. I mean, it hasn't happened in relationships since. It's interesting you say that you
0: lost yourself because um, that obviously happens a lot. Like, I can definitely say it's happened to me more than once. But weirdly, when you... Not that that is necessarily freedom, but one thing about freedom is feeling, if you do feel free, you feel confident. And that sort of gives you, um, like, it it allows you to be you,
1: I think. no filters.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's an amazing sense of, like, self-esteem that you get from it. And, like, that's if you're in that mindset. Um, But in relationships, it's a tricky one. Like, um, I can look back on many of my past relationships and think wow like you know I, w- I was very controlled I allowed myself to be sort of like taken down these paths that I just weren't me and then, mm. and then I think as time goes by you do lose so much of yourself that you're not really living authentically in mm. or out of your relationship
1: well I think yes you know everyone compromises but I think there's an element of us over compromising and yeah. some of those relationships which is a shame because then you can't take it back can you like should no. I change my mind I would not like yeah. to compromise that <laughs> <laughs> if
0: only you could go back and change things. Yeah. I think like for me um freedom well I mean in terms of love so for me love should be free yeah. like true 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 love the kind of love that now at this point in my life that I seek like I won't settle for anything mm. less now I mean gosh have I settled in the past but mm. like now I'm so confident in myself I think I know myself better than ever before I'm much more aware like self-aware and aware of just general things and like for me now love is love is freedom like if yeah. I was to sum it up in one sentence that would be it and so whoever I next love I want it to be so freeing for mm. me and for him. Like I want him to feel freer, even though he's with me and he loves mm. me and I want to feel freer than ever before. Like I can do anything, like I can be anyone, but you're just choosing it's a choice to stick yeah. together and to love each other. But you know, um, in the past, in my younger years, love was the opposite of free. It was control, it was ownership, you know, it was domineering. Like for me now love equals freedom yeah freedom equals love like it's that they go hand in hand for me now and it's so weird like now that I've come to that realization I I honestly I won't I won't compromise and yet I've spent the whole of my 20s compromising so interesting
1: Mm. you're in your saturn period
0: I mean, my what? My Saturn return. <laughs> the Saturn return. The Saturn return. Actually, so we did touch on this on one yeah. of our previous episodes, but like um, the Saturn return is really interesting because sorry, I did no context for that. Reference. No context. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, but it's it's all it's a time in your life in your later twenties um, where and the whole point of a Saturn return, the reason it turns your life upside down, is the fact that you start questioning everything. Like you the the idea is that you start unlearning. Mm. Like we have been conditioned up to this point, we have been conditioned by our parents, by our family, by our schooling, by our friends, by our um, colleagues, by our bosses. Like you are conditioned, you're continuously learning things to um, conform you and then suddenly you hit this age and whether you believe in a Saturn return or not I can guarantee you that when you get to about 26, 27, 28 you'll go through this in some respect or not Um, but, um, you just suddenly wake up and you're like, well, why am I like that? Why do I need to do Mm. this? Like, why am I sticking to these sort of stringent ideas and concepts and stuff? And, and it's all about questioning and unlearning and getting back to who you are, like who you are, like at a soul level.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting. I read up on this stuff all the time. I think going back to, um, like freedom in relationships, I think now, for me, it's like being with someone and just having no filter. So being, for me, being able to say the weird shit that I say (laughs) and like, just let, like letting it all go, just being you Just being you, and that person not being like, fuck, she's weird. Yeah. But being like, that's kind of like a bit cuckoo and like cute. Um, and, and just like not really caring, like not having any restraints. So, I mean, I've spoken to you already before about this person, but I went on a few dates with this guy and, and it was just so um I just felt like everything was so considered his messages yeah. were almost like a performance mm. and in return I responded in a similar way because he was giving so little that I gives yeah. little back and i was like well, we need gonna need us for being ourselves yeah
0: um i think love love like true love and i i mean this in a romantic sense with your and also like in in every relationship with your friends your family with everyone like it's it takes insane um bravery to be open yeah but only by being open can you connect with someone else and be your authentic self yeah and in a I mean, God, I wish I'd said all this to myself, even like a few years ago, like not even like at my in my early twenties, like even just like two years ago, I wish I'd known this, or understood it better. But, um, if you can't be authentic yeah. you can't be open and raw, like what is the point? And I mean this in every way, like, you know, if you're, if you can't like connect with a friend of a friend or whatever like there's you don't need to put all this effort in when you're not getting it back
1: yeah what are you doing it for like yeah. are you why do you want to be with that person it
0: takes a long time to realize that actually you're not being selfish you're not being cold you're not being difficult if you just don't connect with someone like yeah. everyone like <laughs> going back to energy as we always do like to bring it back to um you know everyone vibrates at a different level everyone's mindset's different everyone is you know have different levels of like um
1: openness and you know you're not gonna vibe with everyone that's the thing and I think I don't like losing so when I'm dating someone and it's clearly not a right match I don't like losing you see it as a challenge so I see it as a challenge so I continue to like give him the benefit of the doubt or, or try and find areas that it's a good yeah click and it's just not like just as you keep telling me like draw a line under it and move on yeah I'm like, i will not lose
0: yeah it's quite difficult to um make you listen to me sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i feel like sometimes when we're talking about boys and dating i have to say i have to say it a few times before you suddenly turn around to me and say you know what blue i've decided to draw
1: a line under it i was like yes, yes! <laughs> she listens finally she can hear me <laughs> oh god but it's true though like i feel like If you can't, life for me is all about laughing, like having a having fun. If you can't laugh with that person, you'd be so fucking stuck up and serious, and like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) God no.
0: (laughs) no I get it though I totally get it it's so it's so weird like um I have often thought like ask myself like what is love to me and Mm -hmm. I whenever I ask myself that to me it's freedom like you know many of the guys that I've been really into in the past whether they've been my boyfriend or not Mm -hmm. like um like I I don't want to say loving them because I didn't necessarily love them but like um the way I felt towards them I could almost feel myself losing myself. Yeah. If you know what I meant, if you know what I mean, like it was um all consuming. It was very all consuming, but it wasn't like equal. It was and then and then it didn't feel free. It felt like controlled. It felt like um like I in the sense that I was losing myself, they were gaining me. So like they had some sort of like hold up over me. And then like there's definitely like one guy that I met recently that he's the first person that I think I've, I've met on like an equal plane, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, and, and like, you know, uh, everything about the way that we connect, the way that we talk, the way that we laugh together, the way that like we get on the way that we feel for each other is so incredibly open and free. Mm. Like I, like I have been, I think with all like past relationships, I've been almost like scared to get into another relationship. I, I just never want to lose myself that way. I never want to commit to someone who's so who has such a different mindset and perspective on things than I do because you do end up losing yourself and I've been so afraid to do it which is why I've loved being single and I still yeah. love being single but once in a while you do meet someone that is so like energetically on the same wavelength as you that you think oh, my god you know what actually loving them and being loved by them could be even better than being single yeah than being honestly free like yeah. i could be more free in a partnership with them than i am on my own and that is something quite special and for me that's definitely what i'm looking for now what do you
1: think about the relationship of like the sort of balance of power in a relationship so i found that with work i travel as you know like a lot and mm-hmm. you travel a lot and i often feel when i was dating last year there was a couple of people I dated that they found that incredibly intimidating yeah so so I would go you know their job was you know in London and they'd be there and they they had to set out their holidays like with advance warning and sometimes I would be like I've decided I'm going to go to Italy next week you love Italy Um, don't you it's the bomb I would retire (laughs) there and grow a grove of olive trees that'd be Um, amazing yeah and drink wine um but basically you know that's for me freedom is traveling and so nice if you can you know have the flexibility to to get a 25 pound flight on a friday morning out to italy come back sunday like that's great yeah but then obviously you know a lot of it was going to asia on work trips um and i would find that they would just sort of make a comment and it would be quite intimidating and and I'm like, well, then they're obviously not the right person for me I because you need to find that. someone who would be like, that's fucking awesome. Like-
0: yeah. So two things on that. Um, one, you're saying that travel is freedom for you and I get mm. it because it is for me too but actually if you go deeper than that it's not the travel itself that's free for you it's the fact that you are able to travel yeah and that comes down to you being able to make your own decisions and, yeah and that is you being able to control your life yeah and so if you keep bringing that lower and lower and lower and deeper and deeper and deeper I think that if I don't know if you would agree but you're saying freedom for you is travel. I'm saying freedom to me is control, but actually they are the same thing. The same thing. And, and that was that was the first thing I was thinking about when you said that. But also the second thing is, um, yes, I do um, find that men particularly can be very intimidated by the lifestyles that you and I have yeah. created for ourselves. But the difference is that you have recently at least mm. um dated guys are still very much in the world that you came from. Like it hasn't been a hugely long time since you were in that very stringent yeah. mm, um true. regimental um world of finance and private equity and journalism yeah. and tech. Like you haven't been out possibly as long as I have. Um, and all the guys I have dated recently have had much more freedom and flexibility um not as much as me but um more than the guys you've dated so maybe that's why they haven't been quite so intimidated
1: in the so way that your guys have them. they yeah. kind of like understand it more
0: yeah because they're in a
1: slightly more similar situation it also made me feel that like maybe the reason why they're intimidated or i wouldn't say someone taught me recently the difference between jealousy and envy really jealousy what is, it? is something that you okay i'm gonna get this fucking wrong. <laughs> Je- jealousy is something that you possess. that like yeah. a friend possesses, envy is something that you can't achieve. Like someone else possesses that you don't know. Hang on, explain that again. I don't get so it. So jealousy is you're jealous. I'm jealous of you. Envy because is when I you... have this blue coat or something. Yeah, and envy is I'm envious of something that belongs to someone I don't know.
0: Oh, so it's to do with how well you know the person. Yeah.
1: That's like proximity almost. Anyway, where was I going from that? Um <laughs> Talking I, about the guys oh, and yeah. dates. So guys guys would be maybe jealous, but maybe that's because they're necessarily in the wrong job, they're unhappy, because if you were very, very comfortable and secure, you wouldn't you'd be like, Well that's great for you. Like you work in a different world. Why should mine be um what's it called in chemistry where you, you have two um opposing like experiments and one is the norm. Why should theirs be the norm? Yeah. Why can't mine be the norm?
0: Yeah. I think what I also think nowadays it's becoming more and more normal. Like we spoke um, before about how this is an incredibly entrepreneurial time in history, especially for the younger generations, AKA the millennials. And, um, you know, everyone is taking more risks and, you know, going out on their own. And, and I think partly because there really aren't the same options that were open to older generations. And like, so maybe, I think another thing is that recently I've been dating guys more around our age and you've been dating guys who are a bit older so they are in slightly different yeah, industries. Yeah,
1: that's true. Slightly more... Um, Traditional, misogynistic. <laughs> that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it came from your uh, mouth not mine. <laughs> um, I am just quickly typing, sorry, <laughs> because I want to get the exact name of this book that just came to mind by Lucy Kellaway who was a writer for the FT. Yeah. Um, And she writes this book on office space. And... um, She wrote a whole book about office space. Yeah. No. Yeah, sorry, I can't find it. Um, But basically she wrote this whole book about um, the world of work and the difference between working in a traditional working environment and, like, remote work. And it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, And she actually just left the FT last year. Really? to go into the world of teaching, which I think is really cool. Oh, teaching would be amazing. Yeah, I'd love
0: to do that. Um, But interestingly, when you're talking about remote work and stuff, Obviously, you and I have um, live a life day-to-day um, where we can work remotely from anywhere in the world. Yeah. And, you know, that is incredible. And we've put a lot of time and effort um, into creating this reality for ourselves. However, one thing that we need to be, like, fully aware of that other generations may not have had, well, definitely didn't have, but obviously could do now, but maybe yeah. it's a bit harder, is the fact that none of this would be possible without the internet. So oh, being yeah. part of the tech age as we are as a millennial has enabled us to have this
1: level of freedom. Yeah. I mean it's incredible actually. It I don't is. know what people did it in like okay this is a really weird thought and I thought about it loads. I don't know since so today you go into an office computers everywhere everywhere. Yeah. So, like, before computers, what did people fucking do in the office? What like, did they have on their desk? When you walked in, what did you do? <laughs> did you, like, go to the library, get out a book? Like, I just don't understand. Oh, my God, that's so true.
0: Like, like, if you needed to find information, you needed to have a Wikipedia, right? But do you remember even at
1: school when we had to write, like, homework or anything? Yeah. And we... We had would, to ask our parents. We had to take books out. And oh, yeah. It. Now I'd cheat the whole time. I'd be like, I'm just gonna... Google translate that. Yeah. (gasps) How long did it take me to do my French prep? So long. Oh my goodness. Now we do it in seconds. I just asked my mum because she's bilingual. she do all my French
0: stuff for me. Yeah, that's good. I know, really handy. But like, what do people do without the internet? I just yeah. don't know. Well, I do, I do actually vividly remember. Um, I've still got it. Um, so when I was younger, I was the biggest bookworm ever. So my entire uh, room was just covered in books, all of them fictional, all of them like really amazing stories. Like, no wonder I became an author. Um, but the only non-fictional book I have ever had in my life. Actually, I've had two. One was an encyclopedia of dogs, every dog breed in the world. Cause you know, I'm animal obsessed, especially doggies. Um, the other one I still have is a children's Wikipedia. It's like a picture version of a Wikipedia oh, and cool. I still have it. And it's just a brief history of everything from A to Z. And, um, I, Memorised the whole thing I don't I can't even explain How many times I read through this whole thing Like I I knew all about Like the reproductive system At like a dangerously young age Because obviously That was in there But I just inhaled This knowledge I was obsessed with it It's just funny how And you know Because I didn't have I mean maybe I got given a Game Boy a few years later and I stopped reading my encyclopedia but I had nothing else if I got bored of the books that I had or if I more than likely read them all so I would like Mm. wait for an occasion for my parents to buy me new books and in the meantime I'd just like
1: read a a encyclopedia that's amazing. Yeah. Just quickly, side note on Game Boy, I had a Tamagotchi. Did you have a tamagotchi? I had a Tamagotchi. Fucking loved it. They were the best things ever. Yeah, but I got in trouble. So at the time we were living in Malaysia and I used to just exit my classes to go and feed the Tamagotchi. But you had
0: to or they died. Yeah, that's,
1: that's traumatic. I didn't want to feel something. <laughs> so my teacher said to me I wasn't allowed to bring it into school anymore. And I came, so I gave it to my mum to look after. And I came back from school one afternoon she and she was it. like, yes. I came home. Mum said to me, Freckles, I have um, jumped into the water holding your Tamagotchi. But on purpose? Like, you did not jump in, with, you literally <laughs> threw it. I know you threw it. Anyway, that was a side note. But I think going back to freedom and, and you sort of like sponging up knowledge, the internet has given us the freedom to learn alone. Like I love that. It's also a terrible form of procrastination for me because I will be, for instance, I'm going to Italy next week and I am surprise, trying to. Surprise! Surprise! Sorry. <laughs> next weekend. Next weekend. I've got a horrible early morning flight from Stansted. Oh god. On Ryanair. <laughs> oh god. Ryanair. I hate it. Um. Anyway, so um, I was googling hikes, and an hour and a half later. I've, like, Googled the entirety of the National Park. I know exactly, like, what's going on there.
0: Yeah. Um, so You and I are so similar like that.
1: So didn't need to do that.
0: If I um, have any spare time, in fact, not even spare time, like, I'm I'm on my phone. Like,
1: I use... i really niche knowledge of things.
0: Yeah, yeah, so do I. And there are certain things I can... I'm, I'm probably, like, a bona fide expert.
1: <laughs> yes! Like, I really am, even what? though I shouldn't be. Are you an expert
0: on... Oh, my God, I don't even know how to answer that. Like, almost everything. Actually, that yeah. sounds so arrogant. What What's really funny is that um, because I didn't have this, um, well, not to this level, or maybe I just didn't have a way of of, like, expressing it when I was younger, I was often, like, teased somewhat especially being at the school that we were at it was incredibly academic and you know I got in on a sports scholarship and you know because of my dyslexia I excelled more in creative subjects mm. and less in academic and stuff um so I was always sort of like teased or somewhat considered for not being that bright which I think which is w- absurd which is really n- not necessarily that accurate but also like just incredibly like heartless when you're young because it gave me such a self-confidence like complex like side note
1: though if you were super bright at the school you had to wear a purple cape (laughs) (laughs) that's That's true was it purple or was it black it was purple
0: they were called purples
1: Outrageous. Okay, we're not, we
0: can't say anymore. People like, like work that, out where we went. But like that is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I know, crazy. But um, I definitely like had confidence issues with um, my intellectual abilities when I was younger, like hugely. Mm. Um, but um, funnily enough, I was in Singapore recently, and I was going around. Um, <laughs> I was going around one of the amazing gardens with my <gasps> dad, my mom, the and my brother. Gardens. Yes, those were. No, no, not in the botanical gardens, in the sky... Sky Gardens. Yeah, around there. (gasps) Anyway, so what it was, I wish someone had filmed it. It was the funniest thing ever. So my dad actually is someone that knows everything. There is is. nothing he does not know. Like he can remember the name of every person he's ever met and everyone else that he doesn't, hasn't met. Like, I mean, it's astonishing. He knows the name of every tree, every bird, every animal, every country. He's been to pretty much every country in the world. Like he's quite incredible. And um, we were walking around this garden and I can't, he, we were talking about, about something as well but we're also like looking at the trees and and stuff like that and he in in succession he asked three questions because I think like he was just being a bit slow that day yeah. and I wasn't even paying attention he's he'd like say what well, you know what's the name of like when wood dies and whatever and and like turns really solid and I wasn't even paying attention I'd be like, petrified. And then, like, he'd be like, what's that like, they about? Maybe and, he's like, training you to be a spy. No, but it's really funny. And, like, the, these three questions came out. And I can't remember all three of them, but he he was just asking it. And, like, all my family went staring at me. And I was, like, so, like, nonchalantly, like, telling him the right answers. And they literally stared at me, like, whoa, Blue, when did you become an encyclopedia? And I was like, yeah, I know everything. Osmosis. Like, I literally, I'm, I'm not an expert at everything. Obviously not. There's a huge amount that I know nothing about. But, like, um, I just have such a broad array of interests that... Anything that has ever interested me, I have done my own research on. But I wouldn't, you know, we didn't have the ability to do this at school. Yeah. Like we had to learn from textbooks. We didn't have like regular access to the internet. So yeah. I wasn't able to maybe flourish the way I could have. Um, if I could go back and do it now, I think I now know that I am better at teaching myself. And, yeah. and I know how to do it. And I probably would have aced my exams. I found Not my... fun them.
1: I found my first laptop the other day. Did you? And it literally looks like a spaceship. Oh my god, they were huge. So they also fucking a ton. The, the battery pack <laughs> It has a battery on its, pack on its own. Was outrageous. Yeah, it has a battery pack. Yeah, it does. Um, it has disk drive, floppy disk drive. Oh my god, floppy disks. <laughs> <laughs> what a word.
0: What floppy disks. I love that word. I know. <laughs> I do think. Uh, I do think. Like um, freedom means um, very different things, different people, you know, like it can be applied to every part of your life. So, you know, in search of freedom is quite a, a mountain of a topic to mm. be talking about, but like, I think all in all, um, if you can strive to feel freer in your life, whatever your circumstances are, whatever your personal uh, situation is like um, feeling freer in any way that you can like does give you, I don't know. It gives you like the confidence to be you and to feel a bit more in control of your life. And there really is nothing worse than feeling out of control. I think.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah. Is that your, is, is that your one takeaway or are you gonna yeah that's yeah. my that
0: basically what i just said that's my takeaway <laughs> yeah.
1: okay so mine is i really would like you or recommend you to read lucy kelloway's book um which i believe is called in office hours yeah interesting especially
0: for those that do have a slightly more regimented work life she's just also
1: really witty and enjoyable um, yeah. person to read that sounds fascinating
0: i shall read it myself not that i have an office life but i love um new recommendations so thank you freckles no problem blue and i think that brings us to the end of our sixth i know mental episode yay yay uh take care and we will be back soon You've been listening to A Millennial's Guide to Modern Life with Freckles and Blue. Give us some love if you like what you've heard. Subscribe to stay up to date with new content. And remember to check back in soon. We'll be back. We'll be back.